Welcome into A to Z Sports. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. We are powered by BetMGM. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Make sure you hit us up on Instagram and TikTok as well. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for a show and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, 115-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, if you need a new car, head out to our friends in Lebanon at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. I just saw a comment uh, from Corey. AJ couldn't catch a cold or a sneeze uh, yesterday. AJ Brown tweeted out, last night saying he had a family member reach out to him and said that he couldn't even catch COVID yesterday with all the drops that he had. So the Titans were able to overcome uh, four drops from A.J. Brown, a missed kick late from Randy Bullock, the referees making several really, really bad calls uh, in that game, including overturning a Julio Jones, what should have been a touchdown, a third down stop. The Titans uh, did not get from a spot and, and it should have been a walk-off safety as well, but Zach, we're gonna let you, we're gonna dive into this and do a lot of analysis on what we learned about the Titans yesterday. But I have to pay something off, and I, I thought I was gonna have to do this on Tuesday, but uh, we are in studio and our home studios today. So if you remember, uh, it is time for me to take a shot of alcohol to start the show this morning. And uh, I've always I was thinking of what should I do because I have like nice bourbon that I like in the winter in the fall. I don't want to just shoot some of my nice bourbon. So what I did, I went into the freezer and I got the Smirnoff Kissed Caramel Vodka. (laughs) 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 Because I would rather take a shot of this than one of my nice bourbons. That's legit. uh, Yeah. So And and, and it feels like fall outside. And so this this caramel vodka is for when we make uh, caramel apple cider mules in the fall. So... Uh, that's my uh, fall cocktail specialty. So I-, I figured I had to bring the bottle because it's clear. So I had to actually prove that I'm pouring it. Uh, so I will go ahead and pour this. And Zach, you can go ahead and. Uh, and yeah, well, the reason why the- why Austin is doing this, uh, the Magic Bucket is going to do what the Magic Bucket does. If you watch the show consistently every Thursday, we have this thing called the Magic Bucket, and we pull things uh, from the bucket, and it tells us to do something. Uh, last Thursday, it told Austin at the beginning of this week, he was going to have to take a shot of alcohol of his choice to start Monday's show. So here we are and cheers. Yeah. Cheers. And, uh, and after my weekend in Atlanta, this is not the perfect time to do this because I had a, a lot of, uh, drinks in Atlanta. So get you back in your bloodstream. Yeah. No, no kidding. Just power through this Monday. All right, here we go. All right. Down the hatch. Okay. <clears throat> Down the head, uh, <laughs> it, you know, it, it has the, the, the kiss caramel <laughs> is a nice touch. Now, <laughs> now we can get this thing. Well, going. Maybe Mike Vrabel can, can allow you to kind of settle in because we do have some good video. Yeah, let's play this from Mike Vrabel yesterday, starting off his press conference talking about the Titans and their identity uh, against the Seahawks. Stop talking about your identity and hoping and wishing about an identity. You have to go out there and, and play to it and find out what it is. And I think that you know, that was certainly who we are. You know, it's not always pretty, you know, but if we can eliminate turning the football over and we can eliminate, you know, 
easy plays on defense, you know, we got a chance. So Zach, what was your what was your reaction to seeing Mike Vrabel and hearing that comment talking about the Titans' identity uh, yesterday? Well, each team has a different identity from year to year, and Super Bowl winning teams really have their identity. They know who they are. They're self-aware. I always say one of the best characteristics that you can have is being self-aware. What are you good at? What are you not good at? Are you trying to overextend? And with a team early on in the season, you know, I, I think they thought they had an identity going into the year, and then they stopped real fast after mm -hmm. Arizona, after getting beat down, and they said, look, who we want to be didn't work in week one. We got embarrassed in front of our home fans that actually, I mean, Nissan Stadium was legit packed for that yeah. game because of the excitement of Julio Jones and this season and the expectations. And I think what Mike Vrabel is telling us is that this was a hard pill to swallow for this team is to get your identity, it has to be earned, not given. And I think they earned a piece of who they want to be in yesterday's game against Seattle by running the football very well, running their horse in Derrick Henry, playing good defense, forcing punts, right? Forcing series-ending drives defensively. I thought they did very well. And then kicking. Now, uh, Bullock missed a field goal, but overall, he hit that game winner. That's big time. And Wait, Ryan Tannehill's toughness, like a lot of things I think you can learn a lot from, from poor performances, right? But I think you can also learn a lot from a performance like yesterday when your back is against the wall, you're down by by two scores, and you fight, and you get back into the game and win in overtime. I think there was a lot of similarities in the first two and a half quarters of yesterday's game and the Arizona game. The Titans were down early because they were giving up huge plays in the passing game, also turning the ball over in their own end to lead to easy touchdowns and not able to take advantage on offense. And then in the second half, scoring a touchdown to, to chip away at a large lead that they were down at half. And then the defense in Arizona couldn't stop Kyler Murray. Where the defense yesterday did stop Russell Wilson. We talked about this in the postgame show at Mill Creek, Zach, is that the defense buckled up when they had to. That the Titans were down by a touchdown. They were down by the 14 points, right? The offense answers the Seahawks touchdown to make it 30 to 23. From that point on, the defense got four consecutive stops, including one at the end of regulation and in overtime to not allow the Seahawks to win that game or put that game on ice. And so I think the, the defense was really bad early on. They're giving up a huge play, 63 yards uh, to Tyler Lockett, 68-yard touchdown uh, to Freddie Swain, uh, who Vol Titans fans just saw that guy do a lot of things against their football team when he was at Florida. But big plays, the big run at the end of the first half uh, by Alex Collins to lead to that other touchdown is that they locked it up. They locked it out. And the Titans defense really showed up and played and finished that game where they had the opportunity to do that last week. But Kyler Murray on third and 10, scrambled around, made a nice throw. Kyler Murray on third and three in the red zone, made a brilliant throw uh, to Christian Kirk uh, over Elijah Molden. So I think there was a good thing that you saw the defense fail early and then 
locked down late in order to get the Titans, allow the Titans to have opportunity to get back into that game. Yeah, and I said this yesterday on the post-game show. It's kind of funny because now once you get a, a night's rest, you kind of wake up and you, you start to think about that game a little differently. And one of the things that I thought about this morning that I did not mention on the post-game show was I said that fourth and one false start was huge because yeah, yeah, yeah. it also it forced the punt. You know what else was big? The missed extra point. You said it when it happened at Mill Creek. You said, wow, that's big because now you were talking about like maybe going for two to win the game at the end. Well, you didn't even have to worry about that. You were yeah. going to have to be forced to go for two to get the tie, which is added pressure. So that missed extra point by the Seattle Seahawks was huge in just how the game ended up going late on. Yeah, Boogeyman Gaming on YouTube says, when Molden went out, they the Titans started playing good defense. Yeah, Elijah Molden has given up two pretty big touchdowns in his first two weeks. Rookie, third-round pick, getting baptized by fire there. By look, by, by a good training really, camp, bad two games. Yeah, by two really good receivers in Christian Kirk and Tyler Lockett that are not easy to guard. And Elijah Molden's an aggressive player and That's got burned. Yeah, yeah, no, like, it is the game. But I, but I do in, agree with week. <laughs> I'm not saying I, I'm, it's not the game. I'm just bringing up the comment and making the point about Elijah Molden. He got pulled. Chris Jackson came in and Chris Jackson had the pass interference in the end zone. But, uh, but Chris, uh, but Chris Jackson did play a lot better than Elijah Molden in the slot there. And we'll see how they go that do that moving forward. And, and we'll talk about the, the injuries because Jason brings up Bradley McDougald uh, and then, uh, people talking about Taylor Lewan, how the offense was better without Lewan. We'll talk about Lewan, Amani Hooker, and Jayon Brown a little later on in this show. But let's ask this question, Zach, to get everybody more involved. What did you learn about the Titans yesterday in that win over Seattle in overtime? What did you learn about the Titans in yesterday's overtime win in Seattle? So get your comments ready. And we'll go ahead and read them. But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. One 15-minute workout at Mandu simulates over five hours in the weight room. How is it even possible? Full-body electronic muscle stimulation. It's fantastic. It's great. It, it gets you actually stronger. It builds functional muscle and strength. Also targets that hard-to-burn body fat and puts zero pressure on your joints and previous injuries. Again, mandu.com. Your first workout is free. And when you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, they'll give you 100 bucks off your first month when you sign up. Mandu.com. If you want to achieve your fitness goals, do Mandu. They can help you get there at Mandu.com. Also, download the BetMGM app. They are the official sponsor of our morning show. You can see right there in the middle of the screen. You can see that promo code they got. Oh, what? we got a $10 free bet. It's Monday, baby. Oh, that's right. Hey. That means we got a future that we got to figure out to see if we can get some big money. My, I got a $10 bet on Matt Corral winning the Heisman to win 100 and something bucks. I I love BetMGM. And so they're going to give you those free bets. It's what you uh, do to take advantage of them. They are the official sponsor of our morning show. Download the app today in your app store. All right, so what did you learn about the Titans yesterday in, over, in that overtime win over Seattle? Zach, do you have some comments to read? Uh, I mean, Jarrell says he learned that the ball don't lie. The refs are horrible. <laughs> the ball don't lie. Uh, the Titans won that game. That's a, that's a funny comment there, too. But uh, what are some other comments about what we learned about the Titans yesterday? Uh, well, uh, Kendrick says resilient, and, and so does Rusty. Resiliency is, is a big one. Larry says heart. Julio is that dude from Clayton Smith. 
Um, as we roll through the con uh, resilient, resilient was my one word in the post game show yesterday. So, I mean, it definitely works. The Titans are, are definitely a resilient football team. Yeah. And Caleb says, uh, they can still get pressure. Jonathan says that Henry is still King. And, uh, Jason says Henry needs about a game and a half to get warmed up. Uh, and I don't know if that's game plan, but, uh, Larry goes discipline because they definitely were, uh, discipline. Jarrell says that Derrick Henry is a legit threat in the passing game. I thought they did very well. Uh, a legit threat is maybe a, a little much, but I, I, yeah, they did show something yesterday but, that we yeah. haven't seen. Well, I'll, I'll say it this way. Maybe he's not, maybe Henry is not a legit threat in the passing game, but at least he's not a liability in the passing game. Sawyer says that Christian Fulton is uh, a lock. Uh, Jay says growth. These guys Still need to to meld a bit, but it's happening, and you can kind of see that. Uh, so there, there. Uh, McNichols, a great backup there from Justin, uh, didn't uh, drop any passes. Talking about Derrick Henry, though. So Austin, what was the one thing that you learned about this football team? Well, I think it's that that they're able to. I mean, there's a lot of similarities in last year's team. Is that they can be down in a game but still go back to the run game and not panic. I don't think there's a lot of panic in this team. They know who they are. They like what they can do, but they they still trust that their ability to run the football and then make plays in the passing game. And so I think I learned that, that there's no panic in this team, which is a good trait to have because that might show up in the playoffs later on this season if they do in fact make the playoffs, which I think we all expect them to. Uh, I think I learned that this pass rush is deeper than it's been in a while because uh, Ola was who should have gotten credit with the walk-off safety, who is your special teams free agent addition in the offseason, who's making some actual impact rushing the passer. Like we've, we've kind of been waiting for the Titans to have this guy that just appeared out of thin air to help them with the pass rush. That they just get lucky on somebody. That like they like the, the Carl Klugs that actually play, have these good, really good games. Yes. And you're like, wow, Klug, right? You want that fan favorite that you speak of. I agree. Yeah, and so Ola, Danny, can help them in the pass rush and still be a really, really good uh, special teams player. So, look, those are a couple things that I, that I learned is that they don't have any panic in the pass rush is as deep and as strong as it's been in a few years. And they've played two of the hardest quarterbacks to sack. And that they've is, been able to true. get there. They've been able to get there. And Laurel Murchison sacked Russell Wilson, but it was accredited for a tackle for loss. So really the Titans, in my eyes, had four sacks on Russell Wilson when the stat sheet will only show three. Danico Autry... Uh, with one and a half sacks, has already just surmounted Vic Beasley and Jadavian Clowney's production for the Titans in his second game with the team. And then Bud Dupree had a key hurry and a hit on Russell Wilson that forced a throwaway in the fourth quarter that allowed the Titans to get back into this game to, to get a stop before they went down to tie it uh, in that last minute. So you really like what they have. No panic and pass rush can be deep and real. Yeah, well, so I learned something actually this morning while the show is going on. It It is something that I'm going to tell you that I learned. And maybe yeah. I can teach you guys something that I learned. 
And that was taught to me by veteran reporter Jim Wyatt of the Titans, used to be of the Tennessee. And Jim Wyatt tweeted about something that I learned, and that is called overtime confidence. And he tweeted out Sunday's win over the Seahawks was the sixth consecutive overtime win for the Titans, a wow. streak that dates back to 2015. The Titans are 4-0 in overtime games since Mike Vrabel joined the organization in 2018. Overtime confidence. Whether you're going to win the coin toss or whether you're not, whether you're going to get a possession or your defense is going to have to give you a possession, the Titans find a way to win those games. So this goes into a trivia question, Austin. Yeah, yeah. Can you name the four Mike Vrabel overtime wins? Well, uh, you've got the uh, the yesterday. Yesterday's yep. one. Yep. Uh, the Ravens overtime uh, last season. Derrick Henry sealing the victory. Uh, Corey Davis walk-off overtime against the Eagles in uh, week four of Rabel's uh, first season. Yep. What's the fourth? And I'm, I'm looking at, I haven't scrolled in the chat. So all I see is the e people coming. There's the one you're missing. <clears throat> Man, this is tough. Because <laughs> the London game didn't go to overtime. The missed, missed two-point conversion was for the win. Maybe Correct. they should have gone for the, the, the for overtime because they would have won it. I, you know, this this fourth overtime is slipping my mind, Zach. I'll let you go ahead and answer. Ah, the Texans. So my first yeah. thought. The, yeah. the, the, the Texans in, what was that, week 17 of two years ago? Yes. No. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Week five. It was last year. Week, uh, Derek week, Henry, they, they, it was at home. Yeah, week five last season. So last season, week five. So, yeah. Pretty impressive, uh, the Derrick Henry walk-off. So they had two Derrick Henry walk-offs last year, yesterday's win, and then uh, the Corey Davis walk-off um, in uh, the first game, first uh, season for Mike Rabel. So that's pretty impressive. That That is wild. Four and that straight doesn't even include, and this because this was in an overtime game, the back-and-forth drag-out Kansas City Chiefs right? That in a block at the end that was not an overtime game but that was grit right that was hard you referenced like what they've been what what this can take they can take away from this win and I saw it early on in the comments man week two you need the confidence and this could have been the perfect opportunity to gain that confidence going in to the Indianapolis Colts game to seal them to 0 and three that would be massive that would that would be a huge jump in the AFC South, a division that is really yours for the taking. And then on the other side of that, you got INT Zach Wilson in New York and then the Jags who can't block a glass of water. So this, that Seahawks win is huge. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the, especially when you don't know what's going on with Carson Wentz and he's supposed to have an MRI at some point today to find out what that ankle uh, is going to be. But, you know, you might have a backup quarterback in Jacob Eason who cannot move very well. Like Carson Wentz can move when he's healthy, but Jacob Eason is a big, tall guy and you can get some hits. And he only threw five passes yesterday for the Colts. 
uh, after Wentz went out and he threw an interception. So I think you have an opportunity because what did Mike Vrabel say in uh, that clip that we talked about identity is they got to stop, stop, turn the ball over on offense and limit those big plays on defense. I think there's an opportunity this upcoming week against Jacob Eason potentially in the Colts and forcing more turnovers for the defense to put the offense in better situation uh, where it's been kind of the opposite the first two weeks of the season. We lose Zach. We lost Zach. I just texted him. We lost him. So unfortunately, Zach uh, froze, I guess. <laughs> uh, but uh, again, it's pretty impressive. So what I learned about the Titans in that game yesterday is that there's no panic in this team. And also this pass rush is real and it's deep. So Paul AD says Zach is on IR. Uh, I mean, I texted him. We'll see what happened. He just froze. He's just sitting there. Uh, Brent says Wentz out week three. The Titans should win. Uh, big if Eason is starting. Yeah, I mean, we don't know if Carson Wentz is out yet or not uh, as Zach is attempting to return. Uh, here he is. Now Zach's back. So uh, you, you you definitely uh, had a un- very unamused face uh, when you froze there, but I have no idea what you heard and what you didn't hear. But uh, Carson Wentz uh, potentially being out for week three against Jacob Eason means a big opportunity for the Titans defense to start getting the turnovers to help out their offense. Yeah, well, and if they can get after Eason, that's a quarterback you can disrupt and take advantage of. You're absolutely correct. So at home, plus there's some re- redemption. There's redemption to play well in front of the home fans, and A.J. Brown's got a chip on his shoulder because this week he's going to be chomping at the bit to get back out there and redeem himself from all those drops because that's it's not characteristic of what we've seen from A.J. Brown. Yeah, so we talk about what we learned about the Titans yesterday in that overtime win, 33-30 to in Seattle. Again, breaking a couple streaks for the Seahawks. The Seahawks have won 52 consecutive games at home when leading by 15 points or more. That was snapped by the Titans. And Pete Carroll was 11-0 and in home openers going into yesterday, and the Titans – beating Pete Carroll for the first time uh, in a home opener. Let's stop and think about that. That's pretty unbelievable that Pete Carroll, the Seahawks usually play a good team to start too, right? Like they, they, I feel like that's how their schedule works out is they have tough opponents to start out just because they're pretty quality playoff opponents and, and the NFL wants to get ratings. That is an impressive statistic from Pete Carroll. It took overtime but the Titans got it done. Very impressive. Well, yeah, and like the, the referees had several mistakes that went anti-Titans pro Seahawks in that game where, you know, who knows what would have changed if Julio's touchdown counted like it should have, like it was called on the field, where Julio Jones should have scored his first uh, Titans touchdown yesterday, but uh, did not happen as it got overturned. Like, I know this, the, the Seattle Seahawks rarely – if ever lose at home in the month of September. Uh, so, you know, it, that's a rare thing for that to happen against the Seahawks. So uh, big credit to the Titans. So now something I learned about Derrick Henry yesterday is that now Derrick Henry has joined a list of five Hall of Fame running backs with his performance in yesterday's game. I'll go through this stat, but first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. 
It's that simple. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. They've got your Sonata, the four-door sedan. They've got the full-size SUV when it comes to the Palisade. I saw a Palisade pull in Mill Creek yesterday. Man, it was nice. And, you know, it wasn't going slow. It was going going a great speed. That's the Hyundai way. People that drive Hyundais know. I mean, they dominate these streets. And so it was basically – it was nice. It was like one of those, you know – those cars in NASCAR where it's that lead car pulling hey, us in the, the pace car. Yeah. Pulling it, pulling you into to Mill Creek brewery for yesterday's broadcast in which we had a fantastic broadcast. Yep. We'll be at the mainstay for home games coming up this Sunday, but Wilson County Hyundai is where to get your Palisade. So you could dominate, dominate the street streets like yesterday's Palisade. Go to wilsoncountyhyundai.com. BetMGM, the title sponsor of our morning show. Make sure you download the app. Use our code ATOZ Sports. And after your first deposit and with your first bet, it's risk free up to a thousand bucks. So all you do, download the app, use that code ATOZ Sports, make your first deposit, and that first bet is risk free up to one thousand dollars. Great way to jumpstart your bankroll this football season. If you haven't jumped on the BetMGM train yet, uh, you should do that because Zach and I are riding that thing with some cash and I have a lot of fun doing it. <clears throat> Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be present in Tennessee and for gambling prompt support, call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. So Zach, we're talking about streaks and I'll get to this Derrick Henry stat here in a second, but I did see this also today from Teron Davenport that the Titans uh, have now broken their streak of losses, uh, 62 straight losses when trailing in the fourth quarter down by 14 or more. They had lost 62 straight times when down by 14 or more in the fourth quarter. Their last win uh, by in that situation was in 2006 against the Giants when it was 21-0 in the, in the fourth quarter. Vince Young, Pac-Man Jones, uh, Brandon Jones, Bo Scaife all helped Rob Baronis with a game winner. So that that really took me down memory lane of that. The Vince and the Pac-Man show, Federer says, absolutely. And when Matthias Kiwanuka was sacking Vince Young, got scared of roughing the passer and let him go, and VY scrambled for a first down. Crazy game. Well, that was the Giants, not the Jets. But Did I say the Jets? It was the Giants. Well, you know, Atlanta brain. Blame it on the the alcohol. (laughs) You want to say a little team pain? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Here, I won't screw this up. This Derrick Henry stat is incredible. He went for 182 yesterday and three touchdowns. That puts him in, like saying that this is putting him in an elite company is an understatement. Derrick Henry, most career games with 150 plus rushing yards and two touchdowns since 1950. Jim Brown, LaDainian Tomlinson, Derrick Henry, Barry Sanders, Eric Dickerson, Emmett Smith. Canton, 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 Canton. That is five Hall of Fame running backs. And then Derrick Henry, who has 10. Like, he's already been among this list. He just crept up it. And I think there's a really good chance of him to pass Jim Brown with this stat. Like, it's not that crazy to expect Derrick Henry to have at least three more games of 150 and two touchdowns because they seem like they're becoming normal a few times a year. He does this. So is Derrick Henry 
gonna be a hall like is he is he putting up types and numbers to go ahead and be in the hall of fame he just he just crossed six thousand career rushing yards yesterday too so he needs more volume of yards but the stats that he's putting up are unbelievable 2000 yard season he has 10 games of 150 plus and two or more touchdowns and how i don't know how many 200 yard rushing games and all these long touchdown runs of 50 or more Derrick Henry is making a really strong case to be a Hall of Famer in the middle of his career, where who, who knows what's going to happen the next several seasons. Yeah, quick shade on my ears. The chat said you said Giants. I heard Jets, so I apologize. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I said Giants. I thought you said Jets, but hey, I, I trust the chat shade on me. I, I think for Derrick Henry, the most impressive thing is that 180 something yards like we've seen like the 250 we've seen like this is not even Chris Johnson which I thought was so unique to a franchise to have a player like that that can pop off a 70 and 80 yard run and have those type of stat lines but Derrick Henry is doing it so consistently and when he gets in the open field he's just not going to get tackled like I, I just did that there's uh, this is a touchdown. That is the feeling that you have. I did respect the offensive game plan to stick with Derrick Henry. And that is what needed to happen. That did happen. And that won him the game. I thought that was the game plan. And that should have been the game plan for the entire game. Now, it didn't work right out of the gates. They got down. But they didn't let that deter them. And the Derrick Henry 60-yard touchdown run, that got him back in the football game. Oh, no doubt. And it's crazy. Like, Derrick Henry has normalized home run touchdown runs. Like, like we don't... like. It's like Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds, and just like, let's set the cheating aside. Yeah. Barry Bonds, when he stepped to the plate, and some people may not be uh, old enough to remember this, but when he stepped to the plate, it was edge-of-your-seat fireworks that usually ended in a ball in McCovey Cove. Oh no! Like Sports Center interrupted the regular, like you know, whatever on, to go. Hey, oh, Barry Bonds is at the plate. Let's go check in live and just see what happens because you're oh, expecting slant home run, right? Three run shot. No, that is exactly what Derrick Henry has become. Like I, I, I thought about this. I was driving home from Mill Creek yesterday, listening to uh, uh, Blaine, Mickey, and Dyson on the Talkback Show, and I would it hit me. I was like. Derrick Henry just ran a 60-yard touchdown, and I didn't even, like, care. I didn't even blink at it. Like, it was it was just like I am totally numb to Derrick Henry 60-yard touchdown runs because it's not – it's, like, not viewed as incredible anymore to me because we've seen it so many times. It's just – we just that's, – that's just what he does. But around the NFL, nobody's able to do that. It's crazy. But Derrick Henry, like, that is a good comparison is that – the normalized touchdown runs are like the normalized Barry Bonds home runs without the steroids. Because we've seen yeah, the workout and again, videos. And the, like, that's why I said set the cheating aside of what that was for what it was worth. I mean, you could go with the McGuire and Sosa back and forth. Now, this is a singular, and I think this is what's so unique, and this is why I made the Barry Bonds analogy, is it's a single person doing it. Yes. Nobody, Nick well, Chubb is doing very good work. And if you watched that Browns game yesterday, he was a big part. Baker got hurt. I, Baker hurt his shoulder on a tackle. 
he went into the locker room, came back out, and he was jumping up and down. Is that that would that screamed Friday Night Lights if I've ever seen it? If you know what I'm talking about there. But Nick Chubb was able to do the type of things, but not to the same level. Zach, not to the Derrick Henry level. Zach, Derrick Henry already has a 44 yard lead for the NFL's leading rusher. <laughs> it's week two. And he's got Derrick Henry has 240 rushing yards through two weeks. Joe Mixon is second with 196. Like what the hell? Like, like it's so normal to us who, and everybody, all of you guys who watch the Titans closer than any other NFL team that I don't, I don't really understand how the rest of the NFL is reacting to this because I have become so normalized and numb to Derrick Henry doing these types of things. We've talked a lot about New York teams on this show today. Imagine if Derrick Henry was playing for the New York Giants. Imagine what type of, and I'm not, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't. But the small market, the point is what I'm making is the small market, it really just hides him. And it's unfortunate because we're watching greatness. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is a great comment from Hunter. Hunter's Morgan says, "My wife is French and doesn't understand why why every team's running back doesn't do what Derrick Henry does." I just try to explain that he's different. <laughs> like that's that's incredible. It's like she's sitting there going, "Like, well, why can't the other guys do that? Like, it's it's why can't they just just run by everybody and stiff arm them and be two hundred and fifty plus pounds and run by a cornerback? Like, did you see Reed?" the corner from Seattle yesterday who Never Henry seen. Henry toasted him a corner around the edge. Reed took his helmet off on the sideline and, and two hands spiked it because he was that frustrated. Because like, because, he wasn't fast enough because a corner is supposed to be able to not allow any running back to get the edge. And Derek Henry, the biggest mofo out there got him across around the edge. And that's not supposed to happen. It, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Well, that's the recipe, and that should be the recipe for the next three games because Indy, Jets, Jags should be three straight wins to make it a four-game winning streak if you stay the course and this defense continues to improve and Derrick Henry stays the king. Yeah, and it was Diggs who he who he smoked around the corner, but Reed also got smoked there too. So Quandre Diggs, uh, who is not uh, Trayvon or Stephon, but Quandre Diggs, not as good. The third Diggs is not these as Diggs boys. <laughs> I know all these Dig boys. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, I mean Henry Henry is incredible. Like it, it is unreal of his ability to do that. So you, you mentioned the three next games: Colts, Jets, Jags, AFC, AFC, AFC. Right? It's trying to uh, one get uh, a, a up in the division uh, ahead of the Colts, because I said this in the post game, it cannot be overstated the opportunity the Titans have to bury the Colts in an 0-3 hole. That is an, in a, an insane opportunity that the, that the Titans can take advantage of because the Colts have been a thorn in their side for the last 20 plus years of being able to disrupt the Titans plans of owning the division. And so here's a great opportunity to sink them into an 0 and 3 hole in week 3 at home. You got to take advantage of that and then have two cupcakes what should be cupcakes outside of that to build yourself into a 4 and 1 start.
I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but that should be what happens. Well, because of what we've seen from Indianapolis and because of Carson Wentz information, because of the way Zach Wilson hasn't come out and started playing like a Hall of Famer, he started playing like a rookie. Yeah. And Trevor Lawrence has been the same way. The, the Jags were up 7 nothing against the Broncos yesterday, and then they couldn't score. So, like, that tells you something as we learn about these rookie quarterbacks. They're going to continue to go through their rookie you know, ups and downs, more downs than ups. But really the question is, is who's going to be playing for the Titans the next three games? Because there's some injuries on the horizon that we found out yesterday and moving forward that could impact who's on the field. Yeah, we'll talk about some injuries. Which injury concerns you most? We'll go through three of them. There's definitely more than that. But which injury concerns you most? Hold tight one second. Let me tell you guys where you should go. Uh, if you have an injury, that's the Bone and Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Again, whenever that injury occurs in life, and just like football, injuries happen, make sure you know who to go to, who to trust. And the Bone and Joint Institute has over a dozen doctors there at their facility in Franklin. They can cover you from, from neck to spine to shoulder to knee to hip to ankle to foot, whatever it might be. They've got you covered with a specialist to help you get back on track and an outstanding rehab facility right there on campus at the Bone and Joint Institute, right next to Williamson Medical Center off I-65 Murfreesboro Road, boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. We're powered by BetMGM. Download the app today at your app store, whether you have an Android or an Apple. They got you hooked up. Use that promo code. This is the best part. Risk-free $1,000 bet for brand-new users. A-T-O-Z Sports when you download the app. No spaces, just all A-T-O-Z Sports right there. And it'll hook you up with a risk-free $1,000 bet for new users. Download the app today. All right. So which of these three – well, I, I'm going to make. I'm gonna change it because I'm going to add Roger Saffold to it, Zach, because we forgot him this morning in our pre-show conversation. Which injury concerns you most moving forward? Taylor Wan, Roger Saffold, Amani Hooker, or Jayon Brown? So Jayon Brown was on the injury report later on in the week and then was questionable and then was inactive – uh, in that game yesterday. Lawan pops up uh, in pregame when he's going through his own pregame routine and something happens with his knee and he was inactive. Roger Saffold went out a couple times in that game and did not and did not return where Aaron Brewer had to fill in at left guard. And then we know that Amani Hooker is out for at least a minimum of two more games on injury reserve. And so I, I do think it's all four injuries are concerning. Anthony Ferkser was also out yesterday too. So the injury list is long for the Titans with five significant starters. So which of these injuries concerns you most? I mean, I'm seeing a lot of Saffold comments, a lot of Saffold, like Jarvis, Apollo, Van, uh, Bobby, Aaron, uh, Brad, Karen, Lane. I mean, there's so many Roger Saffold, Deborah with Roger Saffold, Gene with Saffold, and, and saying that David Long did a good job filling in for Jalen Brown. And that's and that's a good point because David Long had a good training camp and David Long is trying to earn himself a role when Jalen Brown and Rashawn Evans have their contracts come up in the end, at the end of the year. Can John Robinson look back at David Long's season and say, I don't need to pay Jalen or Evans because I have David Long to fill that void because he just proved it this past year. So David Long, I think, that's a good answer for not picking Jayon Brown in this conversation. Zach, who are you most concerned about? 
Honestly, I'm most concerned about Amani Hooker because of the future of Amani Hooker. Roger Saffold is late in his career, and, and the, the guys have to step up, and the left side of the line is very important. Lawan, I I think going into this season, we all knew Lawan's contract situation. So, But Amani Hooker could be, and he's got to play well, right? So this is not just given to him. But Amani Hooker, they want him to be signed like they signed Kenny Vaccaro, right? To even a longer-term deal because of his youth. Amani Hooker needs to come back and play. And I, I thought he was trending up. He had a great training camp. He had a great season last year and playing a lot of different roles. Uh, I, I go with Amani Hooker, but I, I've always had this thing in my uh, in my brain for Amani Hooker. I, I don't know why. I've just I've liked the way he plays. I like the way he carries himself. I think he can be a very good football player in this league. Uh, so I, I'll say Amani Hooker in my opinion. And so there's there's a question here: Who is on injured reserve that can come back this season? Because uh, I do think that's important. So uh, Amani Hooker is on IR and can anybody who made the initial 53 man roster who then went to IR after making the 53 can come back. So those players are Amani Hooker, Darrington Evans, Sam Ficken, the kicker, Marcus Johnson at wide receiver, Brady Breeze, the rookie safety and offensive lineman backup center, Daniel Munyer, uh, I believe can also come back. Munyer, I'm kind of questioning now at this point. Now that I'm thinking about it. But uh, so you, several of these players can come back off IR. It's a minimum of three weeks because of the COVID situation. Taylor Wan is very interesting because, like, did he tweak something or did he kind of freak himself out mentally? Because that's kind of what I'm concerned about is neither, neither are good. No, neither are good, and and we watched last week, Zach, and I, I think I still have the video um, up here of the Lawan Buddha baker play because we, we'll, I'm about to play it. We'll see it four times in a row, but you see as soon as Lawan's right knee buckles, he lifts both feet off of the ground because he thinks something went wrong with his right knee, which is his good knee. His left knee is the one that he tore the ACL. When, he lit, when that knee buckles, he freaks out and just goes down. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, a fear of another injury happening to his knee. And, it, and I wonder what happened in pregame that made him feel something tweak and then just be like, ah, I don't want to go through this again. Because he was so bad last week that I, I think. Well, and he has to, uh, it's going to sound. Doesn't sound harsh, but he also has to protect his ego in his career. And Luan has a big ego. Everybody's got big egos, but Luan's got a podcast. He's it, and that's who Luan is. That ego also got him Pro Bowls. So like, there is a good and a bad part. And about eighty that. million dollars. And and yeah, and was the highest paid you know lineman in the league at one point. So that ego can be good, but. If Lawan goes out there and tries to push it in game two and is not mentally there and not physically there with his knee and, and gets eaten up by a guy not named Chandler Jones, it, this it, it, he hurts his team. And you cannot – you can hurt yourself in that sense, but you can't hurt your team again like you did because you can get Tannehill killed. You can end the season because you are not adequate be it health or me mentality. I don't know what it is. I'm, we're not in Luan's head, but you cannot risk the team. And so I think 
probably Lawan, the doctors, and uh, you know the, anybody who had a say in that decision prior to the Seahawks game to scratch him said, "Look, don't risk this." Yeah. And you know they did. Uh, they need, but they need Taylor Lawan. I believe that Taylor Lawan is a. I mean, he's a fantastic left tackle. Yes, but you have to have it up there. And that is key. And if he's thinking about that knee or uh, something else that he's tweaked, you can't – it's like blood in the water. These sharks, a.k.a. defensive pass rushers, will eat your lunch if they see that you're favoring one side. And you know who those sharks have on their side? They got a bunch of coaches in their ear watching the tape and watching live from a bird's-eye view in the press box – reporting down to say, look, Luan looks like he's favoring said knee or said side. Go and attack this side. So that's the best. That, I mean, that is the caveat of coaching. He couldn't put his team at risk like that. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. He's got to figure it out, though, right? Yeah. And so here's a couple comments. Titans Flash says, Luan isn't a fantastic left tackle this year. It's what you are now. Karen says she wants a fully healthy Lawan, and uh, Dustin says, "How's Bud playing like he is?" And he tore his ACL later in the season than Lawan did. And look, that's because everybody, nobody heals Nobody's the same. Nobody's the same, yeah. And we know that we know how seriously Taylor Lawan took his ACL rehab. The guy talked about it like he talks for his second job is talking on a podcast. And I also don't think his second job is affecting his first job's performance like a lot of you guys do, who do think somebody, I think Rick said that football doesn't seem to seem to be job number one right now. Football is job number one right now for Lawan. I mean, come on. Like, that's ridiculous to say that. Well, hey, it's perception. It's and perception. I, and perception is not always reality, but he put himself out there like that. That was a yes. risk. And, and he, he's again, an ambassador for players being uh, a, a live podcast while in a career Compton we all know Compton's situation but Luan is the, the the most unique one of them all the association with Barstool Sports a lot of things that is going to make Luan get him notoriety down the road right we don't question yeah. that and but it does come with some scrutiny Austin yes while you're getting paid as much as you are and not being able to perform and Dom brings up a good uh, comment about Bud Dupree and Lawan's rehab and performance being different, right? Because Lawan is still struggling with this, where Bud Dupree has played a high snap percentage in the first few games. Dom says, because it's two different positions. Left tackle, you move laterally and backwards. Pass rusher, uh, you run forward every play. Different recovery methods. And that's true. Like, Dom nailed it. And, and with pass rusher, you're, you're like – weight displacement and your strength and how you're pushing off of your legs as somebody is pushing on you is so much different than a pass rusher who is going forward and can expect uh, and trust that the, that the knee and the muscles around it can carry that weight. So and we remember this with Jack Conklin. Jack Conklin really struggled the first several games that he returned from his ACL. And he was never really right that year that he heard it, that he came back from his ACL and he was right the following year. Like Lawan, here's what I expect and why I answer the question of who are you most concerned about with the injury, Lawan, Saffold, Hooker, or uh, or Jalen Brown. 
We don't know what Saffold's got. We don't know how serious it is, but he couldn't finish the game. Amani Hooker's on IR. We know that. And we don't know what's really going on with Jalen Brown, but he was questionable to start last week. I ex- I kind of halfway expect Lawan to go on injury reserve for at least the three weeks. Rehab it, rehab it, rehab it. Get your mentality squared away and reset. Can you do Take- that, though? The, the problem with that, Austin, is the mindset. You actually have to be out there to prove to your mind and yourself that you can. And that, when you're not out there, it's hard to attain those mental reps, right? Because I'm with you. I think the biggest, I think the biggest deal is the mind game. I, I think Luan has gone on record, like he reads tweets, like he cares what people think about him, right? Like he's gone out and said that. He's opened himself up in that regard. And now a lot of harsh criticism is coming his way. And Titans fans, man, like they're harsh. Dame, when, Dame when he got scratched, you go look at our comment section. I mean, you, hmm. they're public. You oh, can read man. them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and, so, and so he's going to have to get over that because we all know how big of a year this is for him. This Dame, is a stay in Tennessee or not be in Tennessee again type yes. year. And we all know how tied down Lawan is to this market. But Damon says if there's a three week span to do it, it's literally now, right? Colts, Damon, Jets, you have a good point. Glass half full right there. Now, and then Steven says, I agree with Austin. If Lawan sits out until that Monday night game against Buffalo, Look, yeah, so, okay, if you want to set out Colts, Jets, Jags, then you got to return against the Buffalo Bills on Monday night. And we know Lawan was too he, – he himself said last week for that week one game, he was too amped up. He psyched himself up too much, wore himself out, and then was con- mentally concerned about his knee. Okay, now try sitting out three straight weeks and then welcome to primetime against a really good defense. Like, is that, like what's best for Lawan? I don't know. I can make a case for sit out three weeks and get it right or keep working through this for three weeks. If you can't play against the Colts, don't play against the Colts, but keep working through it to maybe you don't put him on IR and he can go play against the Jets in a couple weeks if he needs to, to have Jets, Jags before that stretch of Bills, Chiefs. That'll be interesting to see what roster decision they're going to do with that, right? That'll tell us a lot. Yeah, and so BMO asked, what do the Titans do in the event that Juan goes to IR for three weeks? I, I think Sam Brylo is your left tackle, and then you have Questenberry at right and Kendall Lamb as your third swing tackle. And the problem is Saffold. Is Saf- if Saffold is out and you have to have Aaron Brewer at left guard, now Ben Jones, who is consistently banged up, got rolled up real bad late in that game, but kept through it. How do you, how do you balance that? Like, do you have to move? Cause Aaron Brewer is your backup center. And if Aaron Brewer is playing left guard, you got to move him to center. Then who comes in at left guard, Dylan Radins. And now you're in a real tough spot. Well, and who the Colts have on the defensive line, big boys, DeForest Buckner, <laughs> bingo, <laughs> bingo, bango. And so it's, it's, you know, yeah. Steph says life is a center always getting rolled up. Yep. And so now you're relying on Dylan Radins, who needs to you look your second round pick, step up, right? Yep. But now, in what we thought was a pretty deep offensive line, in two weeks doesn't feel very deep. What uh, what was your final answer for the out of the four? Lawan, because I don't know because I think there's some, I I don't know what the long term effect of this is. I, yeah. I I don't know what the immediate effect is either. Like I think there's so much up in the air with Lawan is that you have to be concerned about it because he's the best tackle they have by far. 
by far, but you, you need him to get right. And I don't know what the right plan is to get him right. Is it three weeks of IR or is it that just have him keep working on it each week and see if it's a game time type decision? I don't want to question any, I'd question the report, right? I wouldn't question anybody's injury, but it didn't sound like that was cramps then, right? If there's something else going on. I mean, we saw the video that Jim Wyatt posted. There was a limp. We watched a hitch in his giddy up. Yeah. Yeah. The gate didn't look very good. Everybody talks about the gate, (laughs) but like, yeah, it didn't look great when he was kind of jogging out there and you could see something was messed up with his, with his left knee. And uh, DJ's right. You know, is it physical or is it psychological? It's like Ricky Bobby. He's he not needs to get, uh, you, you know what Luan needs to do? He needs to get in a car with a cougar in it. He needs a cougar I mean, needs to be in the car. That would be an incredible, incredible move by busting with the boys. If they tried to recreate that and Except, put it in the bus, put no, a cougar no, in the bus. Put, no, no, you don't do that. And free ideas, you know, you put T-Rack in the in the bus, so you get in there with a wild raccoon and you just tie it all together. Because and he it's has not rabies, a, but it, but, but it's the raccoon, not an actual raccoon. wild animal. Yeah, a ra- but he has to have rabies. The raccoon has to have rabies. He's wearing a uh, make him wear, wear a Chandler Jones jersey. <laughs> I mean, there's so many great ideas. A mini Chandler Jones jersey locked in the bus, and the raccoon has rabies. What are you going to do? You're going to get mentally tough. I love this idea. I mean, we, I, I feel like we need to like give an assist <laughs> to, to bus in to make this happen because the opportunity is too great. The opportunity is way too great to, to, to let this slide. It's, he's got to get in the bus with a rat, with a wild rabid raccoon T-Rack. It'd be so good. Oh man. All right. A to Z sports here live on a Monday. The Titans are one and one. Uh, significantly increasing their chances to reach their goals of winning the division, hosting a playoff game, and making some noise in the playoff game after they went and came from behind 15 points uh, at halftime, down 24 to nine, uh, and really down 14 in the fourth quarter to go to OT and win that game. So credit where credit is due to everybody involved: Mike Vrabel, Shane Bowen, Todd Downing, as well, all making uh, strong decisions uh, there. Um, in that game, late in that game. So, Zach, it is now time for Bad Sales Job here on the show. Uh, bad Sales Job where we are tied. It's 13-13-2. I'm coming back. I'm storming back. Bad Sales Job. But first, I'm going to tell you about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. The professional landlords in the Nashville area. Just simply go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to create extra cash flow for you and your family. Long-term equity equals long-term wealth to help you out with that retirement plan. And then also, if you're looking to rent out your home or if you're looking to rent a new home, they've got a great inventory across the mid-state right there at RentersWarehouse.com. AZ Sports are powered by BetMGM. This week, though, look, this past week we had an away game. We were live at the tap room. That was pretty fire. It was a great atmosphere, and it it it, it was awesome. That was our first time there of the season. This week we're going to be at the mainstay back for home games because it's going to be at Nissan Stadium. They're playing the Colts. The mainstay, come along, and you can have two-for-one Mill Creek brews, which is I mean, there's a highlight right there. And you can watch pregame with us and postgame with us. We got your coverage 
on lock for pregame, halftime, and postgame surrounding all Titans games all year long. All right, bad sales job here on this Monday to wrap up this Monday show. How it works is we each give the other uh, a bad pitch that they have to make in 30 seconds to do our best bad sales job. Uh, so who will win? It's tied 13-13 with two ties. So if we get to five ties, we scrap the segment. That that was the rule. So we don't want to get into this, but it's time for bad sales job. And Zach, I, I think it's my turn to lead and tell, give you your bad sales job first. Okay. So my bad sales job is what based on this morning's show, why you would be a more productive and healthier human being if you took a shot of vodka to start every workday. If you took a shot of vodka to start every workday, you would be a more productive and healthier human being. That is your sale. And I'm getting my stopwatch ready. I'll let you know. I'm ready when you're ready. I'll, I'll go on your start. It's simple. Blood flow. You get up in the morning, you take one bite, it thins your blood. You're, ro you're rolling through. Your blood is rolling through your body and you're pumped up ready to start the day. Plus, you hear stories about like 110-year-old women that have a shot of whiskey every day. That, that could be healthy for you. Your mind, your you wake up and you're ready to go. You take a shot and you get your day started. It's not like you're an alcohol or alcoholic drinking all day. It's just one shot to get your day started done. and to be done. On your done. Game. I don't know if that's uh, anatomically correct. With the thinning your blood is good. <laughs> it does though. I, it does thin your blood, but I don't know if that makes you more productive. Well, and yeah, well, thinner blood goes through your veins quicker, so that blood flow is rolling. It, so scientifically, it was correct. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Hit me with it. So I need a, I need a win today. And so I got to pull out the big guns. I've lost too many damn of these in a row. I'm kind of pissed off. You got to tell us why Derrick Henry is not a top 10 running back. After his performance <laughs> yesterday and, and what you told us today. I, I usually don't do this, but I got to get a win. And this is a buff sales job. And I won't, I'll tell you this. I, on the other end, it is a bad sales job. I'm not going to say anything on any of the other stuff. But I, that, that is what it is. I'm ready when you are ready. Derrick Henry is not a top 10 running back of all time yet because he hasn't played enough games to have the longevity. Derrick Henry, he, he struggled early in his career and did not have the did not have the fast start that the Hall of Famers and the top 10 running backs of all time have had. So Derrick Henry is behind the eight ball because of the slow start to his career, but over time, he can become a top 10 running back of all time. You didn't specify, dog. 
You just said top 10 running back. You didn't specify that. Yeah. It's today that you didn't, you didn't even specify. do the, You didn't even do it correctly. You didn't, you didn't, no, you didn't specify. You didn't specify. That's you didn't on you. Do it correctly. You didn't specify. You just said top 10 running back. That is, that you added all time. Yeah, top 10 so, running back. Okay. Top 10 running back of all time. Well, why not? You didn't specify. That's how you spin a sale. Is it not? Well, I, I don't think you, I don't think you won that. One, you right? did. That's that's your fault for allowing me to have that angle. That's your fault. You, you could have said, right. I, I, I didn't, I didn't ask you to clarify. I, so who wins Austin or Zach? So Justin says, Zach, uh, Rob said, uh, me. So one, one, two, one, Zach, three, one, Zach, three, two, three, three, four, three, Zach, five, three, Zach, five, four, um, six, four, seven, four, Zach, uh, seven, five, um, seven, six. Dang it. Hold on. I'm going back to the top. It skipped on me. Uh, eight, six, eight, seven, um, nine, seven, nine, eight, ten, eight, ten, nine, ten, ten. Me up. Uh, when that's no, that's not one. Uh, eleven, ten, Zach, twelve, ten, Zach, twelve, eleven, twelve, twelve, fourteen, twelve, fourteen, thirteen. 15, 16, 13, 16, 14, 16, 15. Uh, that doesn't, that's not a vote. Um, I don't know what Eric is trying to say. Uh, I, man, it's really hard because we're getting so many votes now. I, I honestly, I, I think, I think I edged you out. I think you got me by a little bit, but I do think I get a lot of credit for that job. You don't get a win, but you get well, credit. Yeah, I'll take that moral victory to the bank. <laughs> but hey, it's it finally close. get a win. Jesus. That I mean, was... you by the skin of your teeth. I mean, there's more votes coming in, and I, I don't really know how to. I, keep I up. think I overall, I, I think I got. Yeah, it. I think what we need to do is first to twenty. Is that fair? First to twenty. Like uh, individually, like not twenty yeah, votes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First individual, yeah, because you were the, you got the twenty votes before I got the twenty votes. Yeah, I mean, that's I, how I think we, that's we gotta, the, like, that, that, that is the keep. starting bar. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Karen says you need to recount. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we, we used to argue like cats and dogs on this segment. But we've we've settled back in and. Yeah, it is what it is. I, yeah, I think first to twenty is fair. Uh, Corey says no way uh, to add a poll. We can add a poll on Facebook, but that's just one third of our audience, right? And that's that's the issue. So comments are the only thing that we have. Uh, Jesse Bailey says, "Hey Austin, I liked you liked uh, to point out that I said no way the Titans were going to win." Yeah, I said that in our post game show. I called myself out for saying there's no way the Titans were going to win at halftime, and they they definitely did it. So. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty uh, impressive second half and fourth quarter by the Titans, including overtime. So look, they're one and one big deal here, uh, for the Titans moving forward. We'll see what happens today. We'll see if any roster moves happen at three o'clock or so this afternoon, by the way, A to Z sports primetime 
tonight today is at 4:30. So A to Z Sports primetime with Buck is at 4:30 Central Time uh, because his flights got changed out of his control. So 4:30 uh, primetime tonight for Buck. So make sure you're ready for that. Live notifications on and be ready for that right here on these same A to Z Sports channels. And we'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a Tuesday. Have a good rest of your Monday. Adios.